Welcome to Salcedo Paranormal. It is going to be Thursday, February 16th, 2023, when you all hear this. And this is a special roundtable episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Um, as always, you can find all of the episodes of the show, along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences. Whether they're your own or from others that you trust, happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. So um, tonight we are going to be talking about the more paranormal aspects, or at least possibly the more paranormal aspects of some of the missing 411 uh, missing persons cases. And um, as always, when it comes to something like this, the first thing I want to say is that uh, this is, um, we are talking about these paranormal uh, aspects of these cases, but the most important thing is to uh, keep in mind that these are people that have gone missing um, and then either were not found or were found um, deceased, or in some uh, fortunate, more fortunate cases, they were found alive. But either way, that's um, some terrible things to go through. And uh, so just wanted to put that out there. This is not, the show is not meant to in any way um, disrespect or dishonor anyone involved in that, whether it's the people themselves or their families or any, um, any law enforcement or anyone that helped looking for those people. So um, with that said, I want to welcome everyone that is joining me today. Uh, we have... Um, let me see here. We'll just go alphabetical order here. Uh, APOC from the Apocalypse Tau podcast, among other things. Hello, APOC. Hey, how are you doing? Good. And then we have, let's see, I guess it'd be um, some guy named Michael Strange from some show called Trouble Minds Radio. Hello, Mike. How are you doing? Damn it, James. Doing great, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're well. Doing okay. Yeah, um, just glad to be doing this. Uh, and then, of course, we have, uh, last but not least, Derek, the Night Stalker. Hello, Derek. Hey, James. Hey, Apoc. Hey, Mike. Glad to be here. Wasn't sure if you were going to go uh, alphabetical with uh, D for Derek or N for Night Stalker. So it was uh, suspenseful. But uh, really, uh, really glad to be here. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, I kind of just went with the because it's <laughs> D. I don't know. Nice. I, maybe that was incorrect, but... No, it's perfect. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's gonna be fun tonight. Yeah, definitely. Um, The thing is, there's so many cases. I mean, I even did a show on this topic a while back, but there's just so much to talk about. I mean, there's plenty of other shows that do multiple episodes of shows on this very topic. So, um, but yeah, there's there's, there's been multiple uh, documentaries, but just by this one guy cranking them out. He's he's doing a whole series now of just. uh, Kind of zooming in, like the most recent one was the UFO connection, but he's he's cranking out. A, he he had one uh, called the Hunted, just a regular one, and he's he's working on a whole series. So if he has enough material to cover a whole series of documentaries, I mean, imagine how much uh, it'd be impossible to cover it in one episode. But we'll do our best, I guess, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's just uh, it's there's so much to cover in similarities, but then also differences in cases. Yeah. Um, it's just. Uh, so it really is a wild set of um, of things here we have happening. 
So um, I thought for to start with, I would just go over this list of some of the um, some of these kind of thing. These patterns or some of these similar things that um, you can say about a lot of the cases, yep. and then we'll go from there. Uh, the first one is the disappearances. A lot of times they take place in remote rural areas. Um, there's also, uh, they're often, um, in the cases where it's adults, they're often experienced outdoors, outdoorsmen, outdoors people, yeah. and familiar with the area. Do you, want us to, do you want us to talk about them, each one, step by step, or are you going to list the whole list? And, um, I think I'll go through the list, yeah. Okay, sounds good. All right, um, just making sure. Yeah. No, no problem. I just I didn't think about that till now too. Um, but yeah, and then the next one is the missing persons are usually found in unexpected locations, such as on a mountaintop or in a river. Also, um, in or near boulder fields, of course. Um, and then a lot of times there's n there's no signs of struggle or foul play. Uh, a few more here. The disappearances often occur in clusters. Um, then of course, what I mentioned earlier, the missing persons are not always found alive, and when they are, they're often in a state of confusion or disorientation. Um, and of course, it mentions the 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 fact that clothes and or uh, footwear and other possessions of the people, the missing persons, are often found intact. And by intact also, I mean, sometimes they're found and they seem to be in perfect condition from the way they were when the person vanished. Um, and then the last one here uh, says the bodies of the missing, missing persons are often found in a state of advanced decomposition. So that's sort of the opposite of that last point. So um, I don't know if you want to, um, if you want to take that, if you want to go with, with anywhere with that. Yeah, I mean, um, so I I just watched uh, before we before we started. I just watched um, the Hunted uh, Missing Four One One. We should we should say that the the term Missing Four One One was coined by David Politis. So it's he's like a former police officer who's like treating this very much like an investigative uh, endeavor or whatever. So the, the, I, was, I was trying to brainstorm like other terms we could possibly call this phenomena, but uh, as of right now, Missing Four One One is pretty good. But he he calls these profile points in like the, in the documentary. It's pretty cool because. He would he would kind of explain each case and kind of like on on the screen like overlaid on the screen he would like kind of highlight which of like the eight profile points that this case was like had and it was like six or seven or whatever and he has a uh, uh, basically everything you just said um, but he, like some some other ones are canines usually can't can't track these things like they, they lose the scent of these people in like ninety five percent of the cases the time of disappearance is the mid to late afternoon. Um, if they find the body, usually their shoes are missing, and and like, and they're usually like the feet are in perfect condition a lot of the times. Um, if they if they die, it's like an unknown it's an unknown cause of death that like uh, they, they'll usually if it's near a river or whatever they'll say drowning, but it's a under, like there's no actual physical evidence of drowning. They're just trying to like close the case. You mentioned the boulder field and the water. There's usually a weather event like either immediately when the missing case happened or when the um like the search to find them begins almost like to impair the finding mm -hmm. and then um uh disability or illness which was part of it which 
I didn't really understand because you didn't really explain that. But at one point, he says like, um, they're usually like found with a with like some kind of disability, like a like a head trauma, or one of the hunters had like a missing eye like beforehand. But then, and at another point in the documentary, he says that like these people didn't really have illnesses beforehand. There's no reason why they should go missing. So that was the one kind of contradictory point that I that I uh, couldn't really understand. But it's just bizarre to me how they all kind of fit this criteria uh and i mean do you want to dive into the paranormal aspect right away too like what what i think is going on or or how do you want to uh um well, can i throw yeah, a couple I was things gonna... oh, yeah, please, back. yeah uh so one of the things that i find interesting is uh that genius level people and quote-unquote disabled people elderly people and children are kind of groupings of this disappearance uh, type situation. People also, you know, people in <clears throat> very good physical health. Um, uh, so it's it's kind of, you know, it has different groupings, but he does lean towards saying in certain groupings, they are, you know, people who are educated or considered highly uh, uh, intelligent and yet you know a lot of those actually were the drownings <laughs> that weren't drownings but mm. but uh, then there are the other that uh, either have like a mental disability or they're elderly or in another way sort of incapacitated uh, or limited potentially um there's a lot of a lot of strange stuff and and i want to let derek or mike throw in before i i kind of have uh, have some new stuff i've i've thought about i want to pull up too yeah um what do you think mike about all this yeah so this is a weird one, this missing 411 stuff. I've been following this for years, and there's so many theories that make you kind of scratch your head because all the cases are so different. But there, there's always that weird sort of like splinter in your mind sort of situation that something seems to be happening here. And I, I before we get to the paranormal stuff, I want to point out that the, let's say the mainstream, how they would describe this is something called green fade. Have you guys ever heard of that? No, no. It's a it's a situation where pe when people become lost in areas with dense vegetation, they can experience a sense of spatial disorientation, meaning they're <laughs> unable to accurately perceive their surroundings and may have difficulty distinguishing up from down, left from right, etc. And they attribute it to um, basically being in these dense vegetation wilderness type areas, and so they just become confused. And that by itself, the green fade. Uh, seems almost paranormal by itself. I mean, mm. <laughs> it, for 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 a, yeah, for a, like a mainstream explanation. When I read that, I was like, "What in the world? Yeah. Green fade? Okay." Uh, almost like some kind of like old old like fairy folk thing. Be like, "Be careful of the green fade. Like, don't don't wander <laughs> into the woods. Will you be you'll be entranced by the green fade? You know." So mm -hmm. seems very paranormally cool yeah oh. yeah totally just a, but that's that seems to be one of the one of the major consensus points uh for, wow. for scientifically why this happens and still that sounds spooky yeah very spooky yeah. there's so much more to it that doesn't make sense like how far away 
they are found, um, if their bodies are found, you know, they should never have been able to get that far. Um, there are uh, the scenarios where uh, if if their clothes have been removed, you know, they're either dropped down like they just dropped them down and stepped out of them or they're neatly folded. Uh, yeah regardless of it being by the body, and many times it's not. Um, there was a little boy who um, was two years old who disappeared out of his uh, grandfather's yard that was found. I can't remember how, how far away, but he was actually alive. And um, they found him face down on a frozen uh, creek bed, but he had removed his uh, coat and I believe his shoes as well, or they had been removed, you know, in, in one way or another. Um, the the way that these trails kind of lead with with and I've been following him since you know Art Bellas well for years and years, but um, they they lead to very impossible things, and one of them um, I can't recount which one, but there was one case where a man's <laughs> cell phone was actually tracked. Uh, at the time of his disappearance or they retraced it and he had to have been going in a straight line through this forest above and, and over mountains or hills and just terrain that, that would have been impossible for him to be going that fast. As a matter of fact, it was uh, faster than an airplane or something like that would have, would have moved. Uh, and there, I mean, just there's, there's so much weird about this. And the green thing, uh, that kind of goes into what I might bring up. So, um, or what I will bring up, up later, but, uh, yeah, very interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I'm not sure if it was that same boy or not, but there was one where he would have had to walk through a, a field of, um, or, a, a cattle, a herd of cattle. <laughs> and including like barbed wire fences that were around the mm -hmm. cattle wow. and his clothes were actually found to be torn and it was like eight miles that he ended up going including the tracks went through this this you know whole herd of cattle and yeah. it's just like why would a kid do that to yeah. and then how would they do that to get through all these bushes that are probably as big as they are or bigger and then try to get through this this barbed wire fence. Um, yeah. It's amazing. Wow. I have one quote from, from Politis here. Uh, it says, uh, sometimes these kids that I write about are found, uh, like a two or three year old, are found 10 to 15 miles from the point they were last seen, where they're found 5,000 feet higher in eva uh, elevation um, than when they disappeared, Politis says. And as a parent, you'll know, my kid wasn't going to make that distance in that, in that amount of time or climb that elevation in this period of time. So it doesn't make sense. Right. He's like a very he's a very level headed guy, which I like about Plato. He's not like he really doesn't theorize at all, which is pretty cool. Um, he he sometimes you can like infer what he's what he's talking about, but in all these documentaries, he's not really uh he's not telling you it's Bigfoot. He's not telling you it's a portal or anything, which is which is pretty cool. But with the the with the kid thing, it really is like there's like a lot of these stories are just one year old kid, three year old kid, like five year old kid makes it twenty miles. It goes goes nine nine miles off the off a, off a rock facing like the most treacherous densely populated part of like the uh, the Rocky Mountains like the Appalachians yada yada and it just it would be impossible for me to do it let alone if I was like a baby it just doesn't make any sense at all and then when they're found if they're found 
they're usually in perfect condition, you know? And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just really, really bizarre. And then like the, the paranormal aspect of it or the, just the more bizarre aspect of it is in more than one instance, like there's the famous case of that, of that one kid who said that he was taken care of by a, a big ape, a big, like hairy man mm-hmm. person, you know? Um, but that's not the only time this happened. There's been like strange cases where they like, who knows if they're, if they're some type of, uh, if they're just like experiencing trauma and trying to make sense of it or, or if they're actually like abducted or guided by, by some kind of type of presence or creature or, or who knows what, you know? Yeah. There is one story about also a boy who, uh, said a, a, a bear took care of him. Yeah, that's bizarre. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was recent. That was more yeah. recent. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And yeah, definitely Pilates. I mean, it definitely started with him. and But then since then, it's just exploded out. I mean, there's all kinds of people that are looking into a lot of this now that didn't used to be. Um, I think thanks in, in large part to the internet. Um, just people connecting more and more with each other. And uh, and so, I mean, it makes you wonder how many other disappearances are out there that uh, could fit these some of these patterns oh. that have not been attached to this yet. Yeah. Right. One, one, just quick, uh, one of the things is uh, that Pallades has uh, suggested that <clears throat> in several cases that these people could not have gotten where they got to on land and that removes the potential of uh, the bigfoot scenario in in a lot of these cases because um you know that they had they would have had to have been elevated and dropped in in a particular spot in order to actually get where they got um and uh, it it would not have fit the build for a, a a land creature of any kind to sort of be involved in that so yeah. um yeah Sorry, the, the, no, no, no. The, the 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 dropping thing is like the dropping, like dropping them back in. Seems seems mm-hmm. like it's part of this because the way yeah. they, they were explaining, kind of the way they the, the search parties, like we'll we'll look for we'll look for the people, and they're mm-hmm. extensive, and it's over days and days and days, and they do this like meticulous thing with this grid pattern and this string where they literally like map out and they web out like the terrain that they already covered. So they're they're making sure and they're checking it like four, five, six times, going over the same location. They're like. There, these people are not here. We have it all. It's like we're painting it with the places that we've already been, and then seven days later, or some cases like a month later, they'll just like show up in that in that spot, and it just it, it doesn't make any sense at all. It's like it's like they just they literally disappear and then reappear in these locations, it's, or or mm-hmm. airlifted out and dropped back in or something. Right. Crazy. So, in some cases, it's as they're doing the search. That's <laughs> yeah, bizarre. Yeah. How does that happen? They will. I don't know. They will go over a certain portion, and then later, uh, they they will go over it again, and they find the person. So yeah. um, it it can be. I think in some cases it was within a half hour to an hour, and it looks like and that person had obviously been dead longer than that. So it gets weird. <laughs> it gets yeah. really weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's odd. Time anomalies. Where have we heard that oh. before? Hmm. <laughs> Can I can I talk about my a uh, 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 potential weirdness thing sure. now? Go ahead. All right. So, <clears throat> with one of 
actually. Okay, so uh, one of the scenarios is that when people are found, they have lost their memory. They cannot recall yes. what they have done for the last however long they were gone. And these are not only children. They're, it's a lot of children, but also adults. If the children mem remember something, it sounds kind of like a fantasy or they just go on about their business and they forget about it, right? Uh, uh, the adults, m most of them can only recall sort of brief, brief sort of glimpses and, and uh, if that. And a lot of them just don't want to talk about it. They haven't even been on record as saying what happened because they don't want to talk about it. So we have this strange sort of memory loss phenomenon in some of the many of the the found cases and i kind of got down went down that rabbit hole today uh there there is a dissociative you know there's multiple personality uh dissociative dissociative uh personality personality disorder is what that is and um there are you know, I was looking up cases of that as well and people sort of having other sort of embedded or other memories um, that don't fit their own life as well. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking about all this in relationship to the Pallades thing. And we have, <clears throat> we have this memory uh, anomaly going on that is sort of linked or conducive to to certain elements of, of neural activity in the brain, um, which, as we know, is affected by electromagnetism and magnetism itself. Mm -hmm. If it has something to do with quote-unquote portals uh, or quote-unquote abduction scenarios or anything that could potentially dilate or affect time um, that's using an electromagnetic uh, field when they dilate time. And what if part of this is them either being affected by being, you know, close enough to something, going through some kind of portal or electromagnetic anomaly, uh, Earth-related anomaly, which could lead back to the green thing, by the way. Um, and the granite, mm, the boulders, granite boulders. That too. And the, the bold, so the boulders have um, typically high content of um, quartz. Okay, quartz is a conductive uh, um, uh, stone, and it stores energy. And um, that could very easily affect the electromagnetic state of the area as well. Mm. Hmm. That um, I'm just still going back to, and I mean that's that makes sense. I almost also wonder too, when it comes to the people where they're able to track their path, but it doesn't make sense that they went the way they went. It almost seems like there must be, or I mean, it makes sense that there be some kind of energy field, maybe or. Um, something that is manipulating their mind to make them go that way. Um, in the cases where there's actually a path that makes sense of them going overground, even if it doesn't make sense that they would have gone through everything they went through, again, 
that example with the the field and the 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 cattle and the the barbed wire fences and the bushes yeah. they they've had the they've traced the the path that the, that the kid took but it doesn't make sense why but if they're not in control of their own body yeah. at that time um, that's, <laughs> I mean that's how this, well. this could this could be like a scientific explanation for like what part of fairy lore and part of like Mm-hmm. weird trickster wilderness type stuff comes from it's like a combination of like like a lot of these um sacred sites and these like um like segmented off mystical designated areas have like a direct um electromagnetic impact that it, it, it does a physical it has a physical effect on the brain um so take that mix it with that mix it with the green fade put some paint some lore on top of it and you ha- and you have like a whole a whole mm-hmm. Like body of pathology, possibly. Um, so yeah, maybe like that's kind of what the kind of pan trickster god like careful to not to follow the the like running fairy like through the woods. Don't like I don't know. Just like you can get easily lost. And I don't know. It reminds me of kind of like almost like um, like seafaring type lore that just like this that going deep into the wilderness is like going into this green this green ocean we just get some kind of like bar sickness or something like that um this like psychosis that takes over us and makes us like i don't know forget or i don't know i'd like to share yeah so go Go ahead mike sorry yeah just let me add real real fast here the so so with that green fade there's another interesting thing uh known as natural thresholds or they call them thin places and so uh, we, we've talked about this in the past on Troubled Minds and in other spaces in these conversations we've had together. But there's a particular thing where when people walk through these doorways, you know, like a, you use the example of going to the kitchen to grab something and you walk through the door and you forget why you're in the kitchen in the first place. And it's a scientifically researched phenomenon whereby something resets in your brain walking through just a simple doorway. But then you take that into a more full context of these thin places. And they say it's uh, something to the effect of where there's a boundary between the physical and spiritual realms in these these wider natural um, thresholds is what is probably the best way to put that. But but kind of you kind of mix the two and it very much like Derek there was saying, then you have sort of this trickster sort of vibe of being in the wilderness alone. It's a. Uh, you know, it's supposed to be like a natural relaxing thing, but it becomes incredibly terrifying and disorienting for almost mm-hmm. no reason. Sometimes you pass, you know, through the two boulders or something and your, your brain yeah. just spurgs out or mm-hmm. whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are, there are interesting stories with that. Um, there is a fairy story that has to do with time travel that fits in quite nicely. Uh, this gentleman uh, took a walk in the wilderness, I guess he was camping with his girlfriend, if I'm remembering it correctly. Um, and he notices some sound and and kind of is compelled to uh, to go to this area. And he sees these fairies or small folk dancing in a circle around this larger uh, female figure in the middle. And they're pretty small, um, but at some point they notice that he's there, and um, the the one in the middle uh, grows to his size and kisses him. 
And the next thing he knows, his girlfriend's coming up behind him and and saying, where have you been for the past however many hours, you know? And uh, he looks at her, looks down, they're, you know, they're gone. And yet he had been standing apparently in that same position and same place for several hours. Now, is that some kind of electromagnetic anomaly that's getting him to perceive something differently than it is? Is it a portal or a thinning of the veil of some density or dimension or uh, but it's you know there are many sort of time travel fey folk stories and i find those fascinating yeah there, there's there's one this on this on this tr- same track um there's one case uh july 30th i think the year is um 2014 i, I didn't write the woman's name down but she was uh, with her husband they were, and I wrote, I wrote this down because they were looking for mushrooms at a popular mushroom picking site. So, with this, like, kind of fey folk, like, trickster spirit um, abduction type thing, it's a lot of, like, Rivers mentioned this too uh, earlier that, like, um, sometimes they'll literally hop out of, of stones. So, part of the boulder, like, the part of the boulder aspect is sometimes they'll, like, the stories or lore of these entities literally jumping out of stones snatching you and popping back into stones or jumping out of stones taking something or skidding around and popping back into them and then also same same with that like there's fairy rings so if you see like a a mushroom ring in the woods or in your yard or something like that it could be good luck but it's also like potentially you don't want to walk through it because you might aggravate the spirit or you might like get abducted potentially so there's one case where uh sorry like i'll spot the notes but she was going to this very popular mushroom spot and then immediately as soon as she goes missing and they, they try to pick her up, like a, a thunderstorm starts, this fog rolls in to the point where they have to literally like leave because the weather gets too um, like unseemly. So is that just a coincidence or is that some type of like, like, I don't know, like leprechaun lore and all that type of stuff. It's, they control weather and stuff too. So is it, is it all tending together or is just like, is this, it's just happenstance and that's how the mythology is built up or is this, are we actually dealing with a phenomena that is snatching people up and then hindering the search and rescue with like weather phenomena or potentially? Yeah. That's the whole thing with storms showing up um, as the search is starting or, or just what, like after that everyone gets there, gets there just anytime around that time when the search is going to be happening. Yeah, that's a that's a common thing, and it, it, it does mm-hmm. make you wonder. We've talked before on the show about how if it's if the weather is, is different forms of energy, and these all these different paranormal beings are said to be able to be made of or be able to manipulate energy, then why can't they? Why can't they be controlling it? I mean, if you look at the way sometimes just regular weather patterns act, it's like they'll make turns suddenly, you know, and it's. It's like why? Why would that storm make that turn to either go towards a place or not go towards a place? Yeah, it's really that bring, yeah. That brings ball light, quote unquote, ball lightning into it. It brings orbs into it. Um, the the little people, going back a little bit to what Derek was saying, the little people have been in uh, personal um, retellings of of events and and experiences people have talked about 
you know, the little people or fey folk or whatever visiting their rooms or, you know, seeing them peeking behind a corner or something. And they've been associated with not only orbs, but also with um, the abduction scenario and missing time um, in a lot of those stories. If, I mean, the orbs have been connected to them, they've been connected to the uh, Sasquatch or Bigfoot, they've been connected to um, all, a lot of these sort of cryptids as well in <clears throat> having been seen together. Um, and of course, they've also been associated with the UFO uh, connection. And so we have that this abduction scenario that could that may or may not be uh, related to any of this. But um, if it is, is it perhaps a, <laughs> a, a phenomena of the mind? It, it may or may not be happening in the way that they perceive it. Um, but they perceive it in a particular way. Uh, if if it is a, an electromagnetic phenomenon, and uh, that could potentially affect our mind and how we perceive things, um, is this something that is injected into our memory or our mind? Is it something that is, uh, you know, that's happening, but we lose time so we don't remember it? I mean, hmm, yeah. what's it all about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This and I can I can see that just because of my own one experience that is similar to an abduction experience. Um I can uh, see yeah. that it being some kind of energy field that is just it's it's altered it's altered my 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 mind somehow and it's and, and but it's it still makes it feel like it's real enough. Yeah. And uh, I mean even to the point of, of where it, it, I had sensations of touch, but still, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, so, I so, something, something seemed that's, that's, I think that's a huge part of it. I think, I think like the, the mind and like the, whether it's all in our minds, like just different, different things we don't understand that plays tricks on us when we walk into different wilderness areas or just the phenomena itself is gauging with our mind i feel like that's a huge part of it but also just like with missing 401 in particular that might that might be happening especially when they're coming back and they're telling stories of like oh i was with a bear for three days or oh it's like i don't i don't have i don't have these memories but just where does their stuff go it's like there's so many there's so much stories of like yeah he had a he had a rifle he had a big huge bow and arrow he had all this pack and gear and all this stuff and if he's getting like hypothermia or if he's dropping stuff because he's a 70 year old man and it's too heavy, we should be finding something. We should be finding some type of evidence. So it's literally like they just like disappear. So it's just, how do you explain that? Like, where are they, where are they going? Why is there not a single shred of evidence when it's being combed over by one of these cases had like 60 different organizations from all around the area came and tried to investigate the thing all at one time. So like if there's, if there's one person from each organization at the very least, that's 60 people going around and searching, combing, combing this area. And they don't find a single shred of, of, of evidence when this guy took out enough gear to be in the woods for seven days. You, know, you, you would imagine they would find, if a, bear, if a bear attacked them, they would have found shredded clothes or something like that. But they're finding nothing. So like, the mental aspect is huge. But just like, where, where, are, we, where are they going? Something's like, mm -hmm. what's happening? <laughs> yeah. 
in many cases, just to throw this in real quick, there is a, uh, uh, well, okay, so we have these <clears throat> three-letter uh, groups showing up, the, govern the government group showing up oh. to these searches. And in uh, certain cases, they won't even communicate with the with the people who are searching, and they're saying they're doing their own search or, or whatever. <laughs> uh, and so nobody can get in any information as to why they apparently show up in some of these cases. Yeah. One of one of the most famous ones was actually in. Um, uh, oh, I can't think of it now. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. There, no, no. There, there was um. Uh, players talking about at one point being like, yeah, these uh, these two three-letter ag agency guys came in and they weren't even really looking. They were just kind of like observing us and they were just watching us and kind of taking yeah. notes. And it almost seemed like they had, like, the way he has his like eight-point checklist or whatever, his criteria, it's, it's, it seemed to him like they also have their criteria. They're like, if, if they don't know what's going on, they at least like are actively trying to figure it out the same way like we are, you know? Um, yeah. But, I mean, also we're just, if there's the conspiracy angle to this, if it's not paranormal, could just be like you can lose time and have weird memories if you get drugged, if you get like trank darted and then taken away and then like brought back. If there's some type of if we're, if we're being abducted by you know like the government, the government or some type of mm -hmm. some type of shadowy shadowy agency, I prefer the paranormal stuff. Um, yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, they're, like, they're... yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, good. Uh, the, there was that one drug that had been found in a lot of the people with the higher IQ group. Oh, wow. um, the one that uh, <clears throat> that makes you lose your memory. That hmm. one. Oh, day wow. rate drug or whatever. Oh, oh, wow. Or, really? or one, one of them. Yeah, it was one of them or something, something similar. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of those were in some of the drowning cases and they didn't find that they had actually drowned, even though they would use that as a cause of death. Yeah. But uh, they did find that drug in in their system in a lot of cases. Wow! And this, you know, they were found days after. And if they did say that they had drowned, they said that they had drowned. Uh, in some cases, anyway, um, days after they disappeared. Yeah. So. And, and uh, one of the times, like they they didn't directly say it, but like the investigator was like insinuating that um that like the the report was wrong that like the that the coroner mm -hmm. the coroner like said that the report said the face was in the water but when the body when they got the body the face was absolutely not in the water so like they put drowned as the as the cause of death but it like there's no there's no evidence that they, the person actually drowned right and like, well, and yeah no good uh, there's a difference between how men and women lay in the water when they drown when they drown how they naturally end up um and a lot of them have been wrong <laughs> you know it's like this person yeah. shouldn't have been this way or that way i can't remember but um mm. yeah there is that and then there's the strange phenomena of feet showing up in shoes in, in like in gargantuan amounts uh like uh feet being removed now that isn't a 411 thing but it, it was he did bring it up in a couple of, of yeah. scenarios because it is one of those strange kind of phenomena yeah what do you think about the whole conspiracy angle mike about all this yeah the, the odd part about all this stuff is that what started it with david polites way back in the day when he when he started looking into this stuff it seemed like um they were specifically trying to cover up 
cases and even hide numbers of missing people in the, uh, with the park service. Yeah. And it, it, it just seems, I mean, looking at it from that, that sort of conspiratorial angle of just cover ups and, you know, the government being inept or both, or, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, it makes some sense because, you know, they, they always try and hide information that's, that's not flattering. But then, I mean, we're talking about missing people here. So yeah. th this isn't one where you just can kind of, uh, you know, sweep it under the rug because th there's, you know, there's families looking for these people. There's, again, like Derek said, there's search and rescue missions, like tons and tons of resources put into, you know, trying to recover these people. And so hiding it becomes difficult. And yet it still seems like when he was putting in, you know, uh, requests for more information that they would always tell him that he didn't have a, have, have a reason to be asking type stuff. And it's like, wait, though, I mean, the Park Service is a federally funded <laughs> taxpayer thing. Of course, of course, he has a reason uh, and and some standing to be able to ask for more information, you know. And so that type of stuff to me makes me wonder if, again, you know, let's strap on our tinfoil hats for a sec and maybe the Park Service or people in the know in some levels of um, uh, the highest levels, probably, maybe they know something's going on out there. Maybe they know about these um, uh, these conjunctions, these thin places, or even maybe ley line conjunctions types like places like this. I mean, who knows? Who knows what's really happening? But it definitely seems like this isn't just a, a case of people going missing because uh, too many too many bizarre things happen as a result. Yeah, right. the the conspiracy track can go like a few angles because like the people talk about like the the my lab stuff like the secret military bases and the underground bases and that potentially it's actually the military abducting people and doing weird experiments or there's like the ufo people who are like no eisenhower may deal with deals with this the aliens and what they're doing is just covering up for this like arrangement where they know that the aliens are abducting people and doing all this crazy stuff or just like mike was saying there's like potentially they're studying or have knowledge or, or just tracking stuff on pack capital P phenomena itself and just kind of uh like men in black style just kind of around the presence you know um but there's like there's one um aspect where they're like talking about kind of potential cloaking technology or whatever um where let me see let me see if I can find my notes but so they kind of like implied potentially it was like military technology but to me like the first thing I thought of was predator so at one point, he goes, um, uh, uh, she was a, he goes, this is Flightus, says, she was a hunter, archery hunter, and she was sitting in a blind, and she saw something in a 50-foot tree, or in a tree 50 feet away, and she said, uh, his name, the best I could describe it, it's almost like you had something in your eye, and you're looking away, um, or, or, or you're looking through a piece of saran wrap at a distance, um, and then he, like, kind of pressed on the saran wrap thing, that's, like, a common, common thing, apparently, because she goes, and she said, um, you could see it reach from one tree to the other, grab that tree, and then slowly move away. Um, just cut this, cut this saran wrap figure. And it lasted maybe 30 seconds. And she goes, I don't even know what I was seeing. And then, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, so she goes, and she came back home and told Bruce what she had seen. And he says, hold on a second. And he grabs the movie The Predator and puts it on. He goes, see that in the tree? And she goes, oh my God, that's exactly mm -hmm. the effect I, I saw. Uh, not the definition, <laughs> but the effect. And it's, and it's like, that's, Truly bizarre. What if there's some type of like, I don't know, some type of uh, like dark predator out there? Like this, this one, one point um, on, on a Reddit, I was looking. Like they were like a, a Bigfoot, like Reddit. They were talking about 
uh, like one of the somebody was telepathically take this with a grain of salt, but they were telepathically communicating with the Bigfoot and asked that like I used the one stealing people again take this with a huge grain of salt. But the Bigfoot responded telepathically to the person. No, there's things much more dangerous than us out here in the wilderness or whatever. And I was like, geez. And and like so with with the hunted documentary, it's like the commonality in this in this string of people. It's they're all they're all hunters. They all have guns. They're all out there, like trained. Like they they are themselves a predator. And in the predator movie mythology, it's like the predator is not running around in the first and like. Earlier, he, he kind of was killing random people, but like they built a mythology to be where the predator is not hunting regular people; it's hunting other predators. It's trying to become the alpha predator. So it's if you if you like put your if if the predator sees you and you like drop your gun, it's gonna in theory walk away from you and kind of spare you. But if it sees you as like a threat, then it will engage with you, and that's kind of like the phenomena itself. That was that's kind of in. Uh, the movie Nope it's, or, and is the most recent example of it, but that's a huge part of like the phenomena. It's if you engage with it, if it see if it like sees you actively engaging with it, or if in this case, if it like has this predator quality, it sees you as like a hunter or a threat. That I don't know, I find, I find it to be kind of interesting. Like what? Yeah. What about? yeah. And that whole that whole there, there's another name for it now in the paranormal. Um, Glimmer Man or Glimmer. Glimmer Man. Wow, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. Where that is? Oh yeah, that's a that's a thing. And and some of the shows I've heard before, where wow. people are seeing these things. Usually, it is out in the woods. Funny wow. enough, Glimmer Man. Um, but not that. always. There's been a couple mm-hmm. cases here and there of people seeing them in their own home. Wow. But nine times out of ten, from what I've heard, it's out in nature. So that does make you wonder. I mean. The, the question is, what is it? You know, and, and I mean, <laughs> I could see some, I could see both, I mean, two possibilities, or I could see some other being that is able to do that. But I can also see, if not now, then in the future, and so who knows, it could be now, that that kind of technology being developed, yeah. where there's just people trying it out for official, you know, tests, and and people are seeing these things. But of course, then... You know, most people aren't going to believe you. Oh, I saw this figure that was invisible except for when it moved. You know, they're going to think people aren't going to believe them. In a lot of cases, yeah. they're not. So, yeah, definitely. Um, that's a whole other kind of something that has come up over the years, just recent years, like five years or so. I've heard. That's that's so, really that's really fascinating. Yeah. Glimmer Man, James. That's a that's a that's a cool one. I never I never yeah. heard that before. Look it up it, it, for the for the conspiracy angle too. Um, there was an episode of uh, American Horror Story from from last year, where uh, or American Horror Stories, where it's like a like a spinoff show where each episode is like a different like a it's a, like an anthology series. Mm. But they did one episode about like missing four one one and like missing people in reservations. And if you don't want to hear this, like mute for mute for thirty seconds if you listen to this episode. But can I, spo- can I spoil it for you guys? Do you mind? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Right. So <laughs> it turns out in this episode that there's feral people that there's, there's people that go like, like go into the woods and they join these like tribes of feral humans that kind of turn they just like regular people who turn feral and like it's just a huge commonality among, uh, amongst these reservations like these national parks and the park service knows it but they know that if people know about it it'll just bottom out the the 
revenue for the park service. Nobody will travel to these parks. Like it will just kill the national park service basically. So they just keep it under wraps and they and they cover up all these missing people and they just don't just they don't disclose the information for the missing people because they just know there's like some type of sinister human presence in the woods. And uh, and it's just just it's a that's kind of a a campy like jokey horror idea, but the idea of like a feral people in the woods is not impossible. Like, and it happens with other animals. Like, if a if a domesticated pig, who in science class, like we dissected pigs because they're like fer- a feral pig is extremely close to a feral human. Like, we're I mean I mean a, a fetal pig is very close to a fetal human. So, when a domesticated pig goes into the the wilderness, they like become a boar. They like grow grow fur, grow tusks. They become a completely different creature. So under this paradigm, if a human goes into the woods, becomes feral, they they become potentially the archetype of the wild man in the woods, some unknown predator, like some, uh, so I don't know. Um, I think, I think he hasn't outright said this, I don't think, but I'm pretty sure Politis leans to the idea that it's not portals, which, which is my favorite theory, that it, it is like a predator in the woods. It's something like snatching people up. Like, uh, I know he's a big, Bigfoot guy, like in general, he has like Bigfoot stuff, but like, I think he leans to like being some type of like wild man archetype in the woods. Which, pretty, pretty, pretty uh, wild, honestly. He's he's yeah, actually I'll, very. Sorry, Mike, go, go right ahead. ahead. <laughs> well, I, I was just gonna say real quick. He's he's actually very recently, at least in some things that I've listened to, um, distanced himself greatly from from that theory because he doesn't think that he yeah. that that explains all of it, and there are too many similarities between them yeah. all to to kind of reduce it to that. Although I think in the past he might've been leaning to that because he, he is actually the guy who um, was the intermediary between uh, the, the DNA research with Melba Ketchum and the two funding uh, underscored uh, wealthy guys who, who actually promoted the, the project. Um, so, so he helped run that and get that started. So he was, he's been interested in um, Bigfoot for quite a while. Um, but from the recent interviews that I've listened to, he's he's leaned away from that almost completely. I think in the way that he communicates, and he doesn't absolutely say that, but he definitely insinuates it. So, yeah, Mike, yeah, real, real quick on that. That's okay. Real quick on the feral people stuff. There's a there's a place in Arizona called the Superstition Mountains, and they say that uh, there's actually Native Americans that uh, basically held out and didn't uh, didn't ever sort of yield to the boot of the United States taking over, and they just are living out in in a rogue sense of um, being a menace to just anybody who comes around, and people end up missing in that that area, uh, and they seem to think again evidence is scant here, but it's a it's an old legend that there's a, a group of um you know sort of the, the feral people that have been so living far. out there for for a very long time and if you come around uh they'll sneak up on you and get you it's just part of a way to fight back like they never stop fighting the war you know what i mean mm-hmm. for, for the um native american stuff there's a couple of different times it came up like um i think i think politis is like uh involved with like the indigenous tribes a lot he's like he's like a lot of like friends in the, in the community so he talks a lot about the lore so with the ufo stuff he talks about the star people and potentially there's like abductions going on in that scenario 
but also there's like legends um about like like um there's one there's the crazy mountains which i think are i think are in uh arizona but they're just they're like the youngest mountain range in the world and they're just like this random like island of mountains where uh and it's like a huge cluster it's like one of these like missing world one clusters and the, and the legend is that during like the genocide of the native americans they they cursed this spot so that in the future it'll like be uh it'll just ravage the the colonizers basically so i mean uh i feel like that's kind of like the same thing as being like well this house is haunted because it's built on a native american burial ground kind of it's, it's i'm not i'm not a huge fan of that of that uh idea but just the the idea that like these spots are kind of, like they're all a huge commonality between these is they're all reservation areas they're all in like um national parks and that type of stuff so it just it's it isn't in those we also have reservation areas for like native americans so it's just interesting that if they just like or if there is a potential for like ancient magic turning these places potentially dangerous and dark I'm not saying the native americans are doing this but just the idea that of, of these being potentially cursed spots not in like the ley line portal way but in like an, an intentionality of making the land something and then maybe the national park figure that somebody figured that out and we're like all right let's uh let's not build a mall on this spot let's like block it off and make it a reservation and maybe people won't go there as often and we'll just have to like cover up a few hundred missing interviews instead you know well look at the way people so many people perceive what the what you know indigenous people in any area say about their their you know their past and and their folklore, or people call it folklore, but to these people in these areas, they're talking about things that, as far as they know, they're real, oh. or at least were real at one point, in terms of some of these places that are said to be haunted, or um, in terms of even like with with different um, names for Bigfoot, um, as as far as being a, a different people, um, way back when. I mean, and and yeah, the. The look at how so many places, so many times you hear about how this this place was built on a, on a it's almost like the opposite, but it ends up being something that happens where oh this place is haunted. I wonder why, and then they end up digging into the area. Oh, this was built actually on a graveyard. Yeah, and you know it, they didn't know that. So there's it, it can go both ways, but yeah, the the, the um. Yeah. The Indian burial ground thing is definitely overused in a lot of fiction, at the very least. Yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, but I, I think uh, you know they 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 mark those areas off for reasons. You know, yeah. um, either just out of respect for the people they're putting there, or because there's other stuff that's been going on there, even in their own times before anyone else came here. Yeah. So it, yeah, it it, it 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 could be just like another. I feel like it's just one period of time. They were just like everything was just blamed on. Oh, it's just just the it's a, it's a Native American curse, Native American burial ground. Mm -hmm. And then if, if you fast forward to the to the seventies, it becomes oh, there's a satanic cult in the woods doing crazy stuff, yeah. and it's a and it just like so whatever connotation or whatever like way you want to color it is one thing, but just the potential, just the idea that maybe these lands could be um, even the Lovecraft stuff, the the Cthulhu cults and everything. They they like the real life like Kenneth Grant. Um, like, like Cthulhu worshiping cults. They're part of their thing is to go around and turn these areas into 
portal areas into these window areas. So potentially, not necessarily Native Americans, but just all over the world in throughout history, different spots have become maybe like some somebody did something, somebody did something 500, 600 years ago on a spot, and now just it's repurposed. At, they're just kind of like fencing it off. There, this 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 like 100 acres now is a reservation area because a thousand or two thousand years ago, some ancient culture they um, like a group of people did something on it. You know, and we're just there's peppered all over the world. You know, yeah. There's this also. Actually... I'm sorry. Uh, this, this actually reminds me of the the Mel's whole thing. Um, late, because later on, um, after I mean, anyone can go look up Mel's hole and and the story, the first part of the story on this. Uh, basically, quickly, he he found a hole on his property that it was well known around the area, and people would dump things into it. And apparently, it was according to his uh, measurements with a um, a fishing line and a uh, lollipop or something it he he did not reach the bottom and he went very you know very long way down um there were a lot of myst- mystical properties around this a lot of weird things happened a guy threw a dog in and apparent uh, that had died and apparently it came back to life according to some of the stories <laughs> Um, but later on, he was invited to an Indian uh, area, uh, an American Indian area, and um, they had a hole, um, and it was oh, wow. like like his. Uh, they did some um, experiments, and uh, they. I mean, they had prayers and stuff that, that they would do with it, but but one of the things that they actually did with that one, according to him, was um, lower down a sheep, or, yeah, I think it was a sheep in a cage. The sheep kind of went nuts, and, and uh, they brought it back up, and eventually it died, and they cut it open, and there was this creature inside. Oh, wow. <laughs> And it was, and it was uh, completely bizarre, unexplainable. It moved on its own. It looked cognitive. It looked conscious, and it acted conscious. It it acted uh, independently of of, um, of yeah. And it, it just it's a really bizarre story. But that was on Indian land, and another weird property that apparently this hole had was that when you lowered ice into it it um it would burn um it would change the property it would alchemically change the property of that ice somehow uh another uh thing related to the creature apparently it was growing at a at a proportion at a disproportional rate of speed and um i'm not sure if it jumped back in it jumped into the hole or if somebody put it in the hole, but there was that creature and then one other one that appeared and it could have been the same one. But um, the creature thing is bizarre. The ice thing is bizarre. And are these also, you know, areas where energy has been shifted in some way that could potentially alter physicality? Wow. The sheep sheep thing, the creature, like that's like... 
that's I'm Lovecraftian stuff, James. That seems like yeah. I got Jeez, oh, <laughs> so, 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 I mean, so these these could be changed by by people for sure, and but also it could be like the way I kind of see it. My like, so my favorite theory for this is is portals. Is that people just slipping through naturally existing rifts that that I think it's like whack a mole where these things these these openings are happening. That um, if you like track it for long enough. Which I think cultures have done. You, you'll you'll see your pattern, but from the common observer, there you there, we don't you can't we can't tell a pattern. And um, I think somebody figured out the pattern, which is why the reservation areas are, are, are where they are, and why these certain buildings where they are, and everything. But um, like, but but I think I think with with this like naturally existing portal system, I think they just go to like infinite different locations so that includes like heavenly realms that includes neutral realms that includes dark realms so some of these spots probably the more sacred like holistic ones make ones make you feel very good when you go to it are probably going to like like it's, uh, it's probably going to some place good and but it's probably like like in buffy they have the hell mouth where it's just like yeah this this door has teeth to it you know there's like this is a door this is a this is an off ramp to a negative location and stuff and it's just these things are just potentially scattered all over all over the place you know and that could be a reason for why like the three, three organizations are kind of um observing it they're just kind of just kind of like they might have more of the piece of the puzzle be like all right yeah they think that there's a door here let's see what happens let's see is this a good door is this a bad door what mm. happens when people are around this door like like what what happens what are the people on the other side of the door up to like let's see if we can we track these cases. We might be able to find what what the other side is is, is doing. Like, why are they stealing our people? You know, um, who knows? Yeah, I mean, if you look at all the different stories of all these, even just in terms of sm- like smaller humanoids, they mm-hmm. have a there's a mix of of good, bad, and neutral. It's not yeah. just one or the other. Exactly. Um, and then there's some stories where you know people have these encounters, and and it seems like the creature is just having fun but then it's also like dangerous for the person too um because of the the different properties that these beings have or the the places that they're from that they have and um so yeah i I think and i I wouldn't be surprised if um we know that the governments are always working on new technology and i always wonder how long before they do figure out how to detect all these different energy fields that are portals that are maybe moving around yeah um and I, I don't doubt they can move around. I mean, we see, going back to UFOs, we see energy fields in the sky that move around, the plasma beings and all that. Yeah. They, if they can do that up in the air, why can't they do that? I mean, orbs, we see them everywhere. In in the air, in the space, in, in the sky, in near near ground, in, in houses. Yeah. So, yeah, it wouldn't uh, surprise and, me. They, 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 they could be moving. Like, the way, the way I visualize it, it's like, it's like, I mean, they definitely could be moving for sure, for sure. But just the way I visualize it is this, there's just like a ton of them. There's just so mm-hmm. many of them, but they're only opening at certain times, you know? So it's yeah. like th- th- there's one, one of these um, like points that one of these like checklist points that he has, it's t- a time of day. And a lot of, a lot of the times they're happening at like uh, late afternoon, like early evening hours. And there was like something else I was listening to like years ago. Um, and like the interviewer was like tracking or the like the interviewee, the guest was tracking uh, um, UFO abductions 
and trace them to like the galactic time. So not like where not like where the sun is over us, but we're like I, I, I've just been so long. I don't know. I don't know what part of the, what part of the galaxy is over our heads, but whenever that point is directly over our heads, that's when most of these UFO abductions are taking place under this under this person's theory. But I was like big into the portal thing, so I was thinking like, oh no, is it some type of like when when like the door or when like the window like goes over goes over like the head that's when the connection is made you know so it's just there's all kind of celestial bodies i don't know i've been going a little, little tangent like 30 seconds it's just it's just like imagine so like take like a, a ball or take like a like a like a like a like a some kind of half see-through ball with a, like a light in it and then for i don't know take a basketball and start, start, poking, start poking holes in it there's a light in the in, in the center of it so all of those like um little dots are now creating kind of like a skyscape on your ceiling or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then that's all kind of information being kind of transported. So the other doors have to kind of line up. So it's like that that's happening inside one celestial body. And then another celestial body as one of, as, as these two holes from one body to the other kind of line up, that creates the bridge that would allow for the information to travel from one point to the other. And there's infinite celestial bodies that are moving all over the place at all times. So it's like it would be a pattern that would take potentially like thousands of years for cultures to like eventually figure out a pattern. So that's kind of what I think is happening. That's kind of it's like it's like this huge, super complex gears of a clock where there's like doors all over the place that are opening and closing, um, like like gates and bridges and, and like Mario Brothers, you, you got to kind of time it right so you can go in and out of it, you know what I mean? And the yeah. FBI or and whoever, or the powers that be, either know about that and observing it, or are tracking it and trying trying to map the pattern, trying to figure out the pattern. You know? That could be. That Sorry, could that was a long be. ramble, but does that, does that make any kind of sense at all? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Actually, actually it, it would kind of be interesting to, to look at the triangles. The, yeah. The, yeah, in in respect to that, you know, the disappearances and of uh, planes and ships and people in those uh, triangle areas, I think there are what like three or four or five now that they've targeted. Um, there's one in Utah. There, <laughs> there's uh, yeah. um, where planes just end up crashing or disappearing or whatever. Uh, yeah, it'd be kind of interesting to do the math on that if it could be done to see you know during when the events took place or, or project you know when the events could have taken place and then do like a planetary alignment uh, map to see yeah. if it <laughs> yeah. actually traced yeah. in some it makes me think about what what satellites see what kind of strange stuff satellites see oh, that man. doesn't even get like talked about or registered or whatever in these places, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and if is is that what? The, and they're probably like not just if these doors are opening at random spots all over the all over the planet. They're probably not just happening on the ground, so people can walk into them. They're probably happening like in the sky too. It's probably what's happening to to planes and everything. Like you mentioned, you're talking about the triangle, and they mentioned one in the dock, uh, the Nevada Triangle. I think it might be a 
might be Nevada. Yeah, Nevada. Yeah, the Nevada Utah. Triangle. There's, there's a bunch. There's, there's one in Massachusetts. There's the Bridgewater Triangle, which we'll talk about when we do the Massachusetts episode, James. But like, sure. the Nevada Triangle is the is the largest missing 411 cluster, according to Politis. And he says, uh, it's between Reno, Vegas, and Fresno. It covers a lot of the Sierra. Um, and there's two other clusters, like within that cluster, um, within, within that triangle, uh, called the Sequoia and Kings uh, Canyon National Park area. And uh, Yosemite is um, has the most missing people uh, every year. And they had uh, they have 2,000 planes disappeared at Yosemite National Park, or when they're flying over Yosemite National Park, which I didn't realize. That's like Bermuda Triangle type stuff. I didn't realize so many planes were missing. I thought it was just people. Like, that's, that's blew my mind. So you just mentioned Fresno, the Fresno creature. What is it called? Um, I'm looking it up real quick. But Crawler. Yes, you got it. Yeah. So oh. so the uh, Fresno, I, I always kind of wanted to go to Fresno when I was in that area just to kind of look around because um, that's kind of where the, the crawler thing or whatever got started. Um, and then, you know, there were other, other ones that popped up, but man, that, <clears throat> that video was, uh, a little bit <laughs> creepy back yeah. in like 2011, 2009. That's the one with the legs, right? That's, that's, that's like, the, that's like the big one. Two of them, baby one and a minute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just weird. It's a weird one. So, so there's another triangle here. Um, that he was talking about the Alaskan Triangle, which yes. is it's in that uh, Wolverine, the Long Night podcast too, James. Um, oh, that I need to get to. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, but there's the uh, the Tlingit Native Americans that live near Juneau have incorporated part of this area into their culture. Um, it's a belief that there's an evil, uh, evil spirit with the name Kushtaka, who is said to be a cross between an otter and a man and captures the spirits of people um, that have drowned and gotten lost, taking them away to a realm that is unseen by man. So that's a, that's a, that's a otter, an otter man doing it, like stealing people. Pretty cool. Not cool, but it's creepy. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. There's, um, it's amazing how many stories across the world, folklore and mythology, seem to talk about similar things and but all in different areas even with um i've heard a couple of stories in the u.s about people seeing little figures but they looked almost like um miniature native american like indians oh wow um in a couple of cases yeah, yeah I've and that. it just makes you think like are there different types of these these beings just all around the world and they're they're different for each area depending on the history and the maybe even the the perception of the people that are there i mean that um that could be part of it too there's there's the puckwudgie in massachusetts which i think Mm -hmm. is it's either a little bit a little bigfoot or a little hairy or a little person a little naked person with hairy feet uh was one of the two i forget but yeah it's a little like three foot tall little creature that, that runs around yeah the, the, uh, the puckwudgie puck isn't one of the hairy ones but there are hairy ones puckwudgie is um they actually they they, they can be hairy <laughs> so i guess they've they've associated both the hairy and non-hairy ones to the different styles yeah. different, right. different fashion trends for the puckwudgie shaver <laughs> right. fresh fade or uh, let, it, let it grow up sort maybe, of like maybe the- 
two chupacabras now, apparently, from what I've heard. I know, right? Oh, wow. But I was just thinking maybe some of the puck wedgies um, took a dead Sasquatch and just kind of made fur out of out of the Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's where all the Sasquatch remains are gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Puck wedgie got them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm just, go ahead, Derek. No. Like for the for the uh, for like the Bigfoot aspect, or for like the like kind of the Bigfoot portal aspect, or whatever. It could like tying it into why don't we find Bigfoot bodies and that type of stuff? It's like where are these people going? It could be, it could be like a Stranger Things scenario, where it's like, um, I can't, like this was this is like my bridge of the gap theory between uh flesh and blood like flesh and blood Bigfoot people and portal like portal people. It's like they could be flesh and blood. But just like coming from another realm and using this realm the way like a diver would like go into the ocean and like spear fish and then like leave the ocean. You're not going to find the diver's body and like the fish disappears. But if, so it's like stranger things with the, the, the demigorgon is like a physical thing, but it will come like through a rift into this reality and snatch up Barb and then bring her to the other realm. But everything is physical, but there's still like rifts to rifts to other places you know um which could potentially happening we could be getting snatched up and that's that's why we find just uh, a lack of evidence um or, or single footprints in some cases. yeah yeah exactly they're just, they're just leaving as they're walking because they can i mean it sounds like i'm joking but i'm not really in a way because if they can travel however they want to whenever they want to yeah you know and and if if they can just like, what if they just know if if there is some type of like uh, to us seemingly random pattern of doors opening and closing, what if they just like mm -hmm. know that and they just know they can they can either see it or they're just aware of it, so they're just like stepping through, like a for them it's like stepping through one of those airline doors or like those rotating doors where you just kind of kind of got to wait for it to go through and then you then you move in, you know? Sure. Um, I, I, I there's one one um kind of interesting thing here. So uh th th on that on that mysterious universe article you sent me, James. Um, there were those that from, at APOC found. There was a few different stories in that, and like one of them was a guy who was into like antichrist weirdness, and there's another there's a group of like Catholic Catholic church group. So I wonder, and it, it didn't get into this and any of the other like politest stuff because he's like real kind of dust and bolts with it. But I wonder if what the spiritual beliefs of some of these missing people are, if they have not, not if they believe in God or not, but just if they have any type of like metaphysical or spiritual or even paranormal beliefs, if that might like lend to what's happening to them, you know, if like, if I don't know, you know, if they, if they are, if they go into like this green fade electrical magnetic trickster wilderness environment and then like the phenomena is colored by the belief and that they have belief in the impossible which allows for some type of anomalous thing to happen to them like i would be curious if like yeah. i wish he i wish he kind of like asked people like yeah so you went missing like does he believe in like angel abductions or does he believe in like mm -hmm. you know aliens and like you know i don't know yeah, so if they they themselves potentially align uh, align the the phenomena to possibly happen. yeah possibly yeah. I wouldn't be surprised I mean you hear about that people you know 
two different people go into this to the same building at different times, and you can have one say, "Oh, nothing going on there." Another person can say, "Oh, yeah, I sent someone over there." Yeah, and I mean, exactly. you know, that. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's if that could be, could be part of it as well. Exactly. It, it's a, it's. I think it's maybe is even a different kind of energy that they're that they're putting out. Um, exactly. That could interact in a different way with whatever's there. Exactly. Um, I'm just looking here, seeing if we missed anything. That uh, so for the cl- there's 59 documented clusters that Politis found at the t- at the time of at least missing 411. The hunted um, Santa Fe cluster is a big one. The Nevada Triangle is a huge one. Um, Yosemite is a big one. The Crazy Mountains, the Alaska Triangle, uh, Arizona. There's 10 missing people. For uh, for every hundred thousand people, whatever I guess is the ratio he gave. Oregon, he said, there's a quote ridiculous amount of missing kids. Uh, Crater Lake in Oregon is a big one. Washington, Nevada are also big ones. There's a lot of Pacific Northwest type stuff. Um, but I looked up Michigan to try to find one. Um, Politis didn't have uh, any, but um, there's like a map that you can find, but it's just like. The big map that everyone like posts online and stuff. There's all the all the, kind of the thumbtacks in it and stuff. But it's just it's tough mm-hmm. to like read specific locations on that. Yeah. Um, but on on Reddit, I found uh, uh, in Michigan, Walhalla, Mohawk, and Norway Lake, and then like the Upper Peninsula itself are clusters or hotspots for missing people in Michigan. There, there wasn't any good ones from Massachusetts. I tried looking. Um, that sort of makes sense in the Upper Peninsula because, as far as I know, that's very, very much wilderness in a lot of yeah. like that. Like the good part of that is, you know, country kind of. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then, like one cool aspect was uh, there's like the 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 viral meme is like comparing Politis's missing four one one map to the map of underground uh, to to cap to caves like the cave systems in America and they, they line they line up pretty well. Um, but then someone on Reddit did a uh, underground waterways, um, which Politis like didn't, didn't include, and they match up like really well. And like the Pacific Northwest is like loaded with these like underground um, reservoirs and everything, so it's like potentially leads back to these mystical source waters again. So that's um, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. A lot of weirdness, James. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if um, so. We can probably go around here uh, last a little bit here. Uh, Apoc, anything else you want to add? Well, the the one thing that we know is that we don't know, and yeah. uh, I I think that it's fascinating to contemplate the possibilities. I I think it could be, you know, it could be one phenomena, but I I suspect that it's a combination of phenomena, yeah, uh, which actually may be connected in some way. Um, mm. You know, it it's it's interesting. I'm glad that you brought the spiritual part up. Um, because one thing that I've found seen that seems to connect <clears throat> to everything else is the the mindset, the psychology, the 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 human uh, factor in in a lot of these bizarre and mysterious uh, places and and experiences around the world. Uh, a lot of people sort of veer away from from looking at the the psychological or the mind or the personal stories of the people who are 
are missing and and maybe uh, finding synchronicities or simultaneous uh, uh, alignments there, you know, and I think that that could be um, definitely a great path to follow. Um, um, it's it's a it's a challenge to to think about these things sometimes because you you can't lock it down. I kind of like that stuff, but a lot of people get a lot of people don't, and and I think they do get frustrated with uh, Pilates not not locking it down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, but but I know that he you know one of his one of the things that he says religiously is is that he is a researcher he is not until he absolutely knows something that links it he's never going to put out there a theory never going to do it and uh he says it's because for one thing he he wants to retain his his status as a researcher and he doesn't want that to be diminished in any way um and uh, people can go back and say, well, he said this and that and the other. So, but I, th- I think he's done an incredible job since I think, what, the the mid-2000s, um, he started putting out <clears throat> the 411 books, the information. And, you know, I, I think more people should be looking at this and, if anything, just to possibly discover new elements and maybe look at it from different angles like the psychological you know standing of, of certain people or beliefs and stuff like that uh where you know what other directions can we come at it from and maybe find different uh a different knowledge base like the alignment of, of the planets and and you know all of these things on on the fringe on the outskirts let's do that anyway yeah I'm yeah done. I agree. Uh, that, I, I, I feel like uh, we were getting into that right away. Like, kind of, we were trying to kind of explain like uh, possible um, abductions for it and stuff. Or like, like immediately when you get into like, is it UFO abductions? Is it fairy abductions or whatever? And then immediately ask the questions like, well, what's the connection between UFOs and fairies and stuff? So it's just like for mm-hmm. every time we like synthesize a different part of the. The, the strain or or open a new door in in the weird then like that leads to a whole new like corridor of other of other weirdness so um mm-hmm. this is and it, and it's just like i'm glad you mentioned the crossover part because it just if it is portals that doesn't answer any questions like that's that's like a weird walking into portals are things like where are these portals going to are, are things coming in like in and out like what what is coming in and out of these portals are they doors to everywhere could it be like are these like is it a an airport for infinite realms where it's just these are like nexus areas and it could be like any and everything active active here so they're just like super active areas or is it it does different locations lead to different places so like one spot in in Arizona could be leading could be like a UFO missing four one spot and a one spot in Oregon could be a Bigfoot missing four one spot and a one yeah. spot in, in Washington could be you know or all the above yeah. or, 
And and that's interesting because they could be jumping, I guess, from place to place and end up in another place and then starve to death because they, <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. don't know where they are. I don't. I don't but but I, I you made me think of. Um, uh, never mind. I'm I'm gonna be quiet now. <laughs> yeah, this, is, it, 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 this this stuff is so fascinating. You know, it's really interesting. It's really interesting. <laughs> I and. And so we, we, you know, as as we contemplate all these things, I I hope that more and more people, because I, I was listening to a lot of podcasts and and a lot of stuff, and they, you know, they sort of they interview Pilates and they go over the same stuff, and some of them don't interview him and they go over the same stuff, and yeah. it's all kind of the same stuff, but there's so much of it, and there's so many different angles that we can take as a collective to to peer into this phenomena or other phenomena that that um might actually be connected in ways that we've never thought of before for sure, for sure. there's this two there's two just quick things from the notes that i just want to uh mm-hmm. make, make sure they're included in here um one of the connections they found between five different people was they were physicists and they had german descent like there were mm-hmm. five german physicists from america which is weird which made them leap to like ufo type stuff or like potential military type stuff like what are they are they looking for a knowledge base of the, of the people that are going are going missing potentially and then um the smiley face missing people like this smiley face murders is yeah. and a, a weird crossover between this like it's it's almost like an urban missing 411 but a lot of these cases they're, they're turning up um dead but it's it's like they're always next to rivers and it's like it hits like five or six of of his of his eight or nine points uh, is, is a crossover with the smiley face um and, all, and that's tied to like weird ritual occult murders potentially and everything but there's just a weird there's a weird amount of crossover between the two uh and that's like urban areas so i think missing 411 is like pretty or politis politis at least is very dedicated to like the reservation areas but it's just a we if we start opening the door to like most missing people are miss going miss are going missing in urban areas so like politis's big critiques he on reddit are, are like yeah like obviously his map's gonna match up with the cave maps because he's focusing on wilderness areas but like chicago and detroit people are going missing way more often and stuff so it's just like yeah that's a, that has a point but like he's expanding he's yeah. actually expand, he's actually expanding to the cities and, and pockets yeah. in that area yeah yeah so I, I only say that just to say that like we're like the more we research, the the more complex and, in my opinion, interesting and cool this this becomes. But also, like this, like keeps me from going in the woods myself. Honestly, this like has real <laughs> like I I swear like I I'm into like investigating my own local region. So I'm, I'm driving around looking at like looking at the woods, being like I wonder what's in there and stuff. And it's just like I won't go by myself because that's just that's how they'll get me. Is they'll they'll missing for one one me, you know. They're, but, just, just, just remember, Derek. Don't be the first or the last in yeah, line, exactly. yeah. because that's how it goes. Exactly, <laughs> don't get separated exactly. if you're. Don't get separated if you're the leader, and if you're, you know, if you're exactly. the last one. Uh, yeah, watch your yeah. butt. That, yeah, that was that was that was one of the points too. Is that the people always get like randomly separated? So that that reminded me, James. That's the last. This is the last point I'll make. But that reminded me of like you near UFO experiences and just UFO experiences in general, where it's like people have like a weird feeling of they of to look up at a certain time or to like mm-hmm. go outside the house at a certain time. So in this case, it's like for some reason, these people always like want to get separated. There's one story where he's like, 
one guy like pointed down to this random crop of like bushes that he wanted to go to and separate from the group and they're like oh yeah i guess uh maybe a little better luck hunting over there anybody just like randomly got the craving to like go in this other area that was potentially again part of this phenomena um getting into our brain making us do stuff or 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 the green the green fever or whatever the green fate whatever that is uh causing us to go to go nuts green fade yeah the green they, fade yeah, yeah there's stories too of people that they they start to get lost and then they hear people calling for them and they call back and the people don't seem to hear them or in some cases even see them that's great until at some point something snaps back into place something we don't know what yeah and then everything is all set again and they can find each other and so yeah that's an odd thing as well that that seems to me almost like a a a um like not like almost disappearance like almost yeah. that person could have almost been captured um so yeah there's there's some of those too which are really odd yeah. so but um just um since we have it in a little while here um mike what well, i see you dropped something in the group chat here yeah i was just gonna say if you if you guys do go out to to the wilderness like derek was saying kind of it's it can be uh, uh creepy daunting all the rest of that stuff just uh just just do all the best practice stuff bring you know your hydration your your sun protection tell all, somebody you're going where you're going yeah. yeah tell us tell somebody you're going when you're when you're expected back all that stuff and so i, I dropped a link here it's from the nps that's the national park service and if james if you could include it in the notes i'd appreciate that for the show just just to make sure don't don't uh yeah. don't end up missing 411 uh out of just <laughs> sheer sheer ignorance it's yeah. uh it is a wondrous world we live in, but it can also be um, terrifying and unforgiving in certain circumstances. So just, uh, yeah, uh, good stuff here. And um, there's lots more. I think we should probably at some point uh, circle back because there's there's a ton of stuff here in, in regard to the anomalous stuff regarding yeah. missing 411, maybe get into some specific cases or whatnot. But uh, there's a couple things that we, we didn't mention I wanted to point out. Um, people, uh, so witnesses reported hearing strange sounds such as unidentifiable screams and seeing oh, yeah. unusual lights in the sky near the areas where these people have disappeared. So not just the uh, the individuals disappearing uh, in weird ways, as we've been discussing here, but then also um, people in the vicinity seeing and hearing just really, really creepy style mm. paranormal stuff. So, so yeah, 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 exactly. Who, who did that? <laughs> I don't know what that was. I, I was getting a, I was getting a call. I was getting a call. I don't know what it sounded like on your end. I closed it up. I thought that was the sound from the sky. That's me. I'm like, oh, they're coming to get us, guys. There was there was, there was, one, there was one case where uh, one of the witnesses or one of the guys who was who was permanent missing hunting said he, he he heard like a crazy sound like that. He heard like he described it as a quick snapping, like a, like the sound of a trap, which is like sinister it's like some kind of weird alien trap you know uh abducting people but the sound thing is is, is, is crazy i mean it, it could yeah. still tie into the, to the mind stuff too where we're dealing with the phenomena that is outside of our range of perception that we we have five senses to interpret what's going on so that like the Oz effect and feeling weird smells when presents are around or hearing weird sounds that you can't explain seeing weird colors that you can't explain i think it might not necessarily be a, what's happening per se. It could just be how we're interpreting like something just, just like so otherworldly and so uh, unexplainable that it's just like 
there, there was otherworldly sound. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And I think phones also, I mean, there was one story, and I, I'm terrible at remembering names, but there was one guy that was found again after, long after. Yeah. And he had he had a new phone and a haircut, and he had yeah. no idea how he got those <laughs> That's bizarre. Yeah. And so, again, that goes back to that, was he in some kind of control or different state? Yeah. And while getting all these things done, then that makes you wonder, again, going back to what Mike was saying, what if if only we could go back and trace his steps and see who he interacted with, if anybody, to find out where he got that haircut and that phone and just find out, you know, just that back or trace everything back yeah. to how he got there. Because I believe he was like hundreds of miles away even. He, um, it was it was from uh, New York to California. Yes. Yep. Oh, so, um, but yeah, no, and I'll definitely share that link, Mike, because uh, like I said in the beginning of the show, um, you know, all these these things, this is this is one of the rare shows that, that I will do here and there about about the, the darker side of the paranormal because it does exist, yeah. um, and it, it's important to keep track of it and and to try to figure it out because um, I think possibly maybe someday we will. And that will be good. But until then, we have to just keep track of everything as well as we can and be as safe as we can while we're anywhere, you know, including outdoors. So I'll definitely include that link. Thank you for finding that, Mike. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, sir. So, um, yeah, well, I think that'll, um, that we should, we could probably wrap that up from here. So thank you all for being here. Uh, Derek, as always, glad to have you here. Thank and you, James. It's a treat, as always. Yeah, we'll have you back on again at some point to do some more comic book review stuff and definitely go from there. So definitely, definitely. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And uh, he does have a YouTube channel, and uh, I will include that in the links. And uh, hopefully, someday we'll be we'll be seeing more videos over there at some point. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, just uh, listen to all you guys' shows. I'll be uh, I'll be calling in or uh, talking comics or whatever. But uh, it's always always a pleasure for you to let me on and. Uh, Chat about weird stuff. Fun. But yeah. Thank you, James. Thank you, Apoc. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Listen. Yep. Thank you, Derek. And Apoc, um, I will include your links as well. If you want to talk a little bit about what you do, you can. If not, we can just get going here. Um, well, I uh, will be doing more podcasting. I have that halted for the moment, but very soon I'm going to get back into it. Um, I'm, I have done... Uh, Poetry, AI, art, uh, a lot of uh, TikTok stuff, and there should be links to that. I'll give you the portal page, James, if you don't have it. Um, all the stuff should be on the portal page. Very good. And uh, again, like I said earlier, last but not least, I'm kind of going reverse order here, or a different order, actually not reverse. Um, but Mike, uh, tell everybody about yourself and, and what you do. Ah, just uh, of Troubled Minds fame, just uh, troubledminds.org, check it out. We're uh, on a break right now, but we'll be back stronger than ever, coming up soon with some announcements to make. So um, I appreciate the opportunity, James, and uh, thanks to uh, APOC and Derek as well for uh, for peeling out some time and doing this. Uh, Had a blast, and uh, I learned some stuff, as usual, because you guys are all amazing. Appreciate it very much. We'll see you guys soon. Yeah, no, thank you all. Thank you all for being here, and... uh, just for everyone that's listening to the podcast feed here and YouTube feed here, um, the next live show will be on Thursday night, Friday morning, um, in the usual place. Uh, and uh, so I will talk to you all then. 
uh, with some true paranormal stories from the web on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care.